Welcome back to the Game Masters Academy. I am your host, Greg. If you are looking for tips and tricks to help you DM better, or if you're a player and you're just looking for additional information regarding your Dungeons & Dragons campaign, you're in the right spot. This week's addition to Combat Corner is a little bit spooktacular themed for Halloween. As the title says, this is designed for a level 3 party. We're going to be looking at two different types of monsters. First will be the CR 1 half Shadow, and the second will be the CR 1 Spectre. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Starting off, we'll take a look at the Shadow. Uh, vulnerability to Radiant and then resistances to lots of elements as well as the BPS of non-magical variety. Um, if you are, uh, if you've already given your party some magic items, this may not be uh, quite as challenging, uh, but a, a 16 hit points with an armor class of 12, this is not designed to be a, a tanky boy in any way, shape, or form. Uh, lots of condition immunities, uh, considering it's just kind of a blob, and uh, couple things uh, that I think are going to be important for the way that this particular encounter will work out. Uh, first and foremost, Shadow Stealth allows you to take Hide as a bonus action, so that's something that should probably be done every turn. Amorpheus means that it's able to move through space as narrow as one inch, and Sunlight Weakness. Uh, the main attack for a Shadow is Strength Drain, which does 2d6 plus 2 necrotic damage, and the target's strength score is reduced by 1d4. Again, if a target uh, is reduced to zero strength, it does die. Otherwise, it goes away at the end of a long rest. If a non-evil humanoid dies from this attack, a new shadow rises from the corpse 1d4 hours later. Uh, we shouldn't be trying to kill people, uh, but obviously stuff happens sometimes, and so uh, that is something to, uh, to keep in mind. Uh, and maybe if it does happen, there's some, I don't know, DM magic way that you can help the players uh, basically put the shadow back inside the body and maybe that would resurrect them. I don't know, but that's kind of up for you and uh, your party and your table. Uh, the second uh, creature is going to be a specter. Uh, relatively similar, uh, same kind of idea, armor class of 12, hit points 22. Lots of damage resistances and commit condition immunities. Uh, as well, effectively probably doubling the hit points there. Uh, incorporeal movement on the specter uh, means it's able to move through other creatures and objects as if they were difficult terrain. Obviously, if you end your turn inside, it takes a d10 force damage. As well as sunlight sensitivity, that's uh, very important. And then the attack is a melee spell attack, and it deals 3d6 necrotic damage and must succeed a dc10 constitution save or have its hit point maximum reduced equal to the amount of the damage taken. Uh, again, if the target uh, gets to zero uh, hit points uh, maximum, then they die. This one doesn't have any sort of like weird resurrection effect or anything along those lines, uh, but it is uh, an important point to note. So, we can't have a Halloween October combat corner without a spooky house for these ghosts to live in. So the way that I envision this 
particular encounter going down is there's stories and rumors within the city or the town or village that your party has reached of a spooky house that um, weird things happen. Doors open on their own. The shutters to the windows open. Uh, they bang against the house in the wind on a calm night. You know, whatever it fits for your particular campaign. But uh, we've got a haunted house with some ghosts in it. Making something spooky has so much to do with anticipation and a great explanation of what's going on, as well as setting a great atmosphere. And uh, I think that the easiest way for us to be able to pull that off would be with a little bit of help from our friends at Describe. So Describe is the Ennies award-winning uh, website where they can provide box text, music, ambiance, uh, maps, and each one of those is uh, easily searchable. There's thousands of different options. If you're anything like me, I spend uh, my time when I'm prepping on a rough outline on character selection and getting an idea of you know what the DC is to unlock doors and just an overall arc of what the actual scene is going to play out. And I find that I tend personally to not put as much emphasis on the flavor text. And that flavor text and that description, that compelling description is what really drives a uh, scene from just being like, hey, you're here, this happened, to being an emotionally gripping uh, scene that will be remembered by the players. And so for me, being able to utilize Describe and being able to use them to help fill in the gaps in my uh, DMing and my storytelling is really beneficial. And so what I'd like to do is use them to go into a little bit about what this haunted house will look like. A chill shudders down your spine as you approach the threshold of the gaunt dwelling, long rumored to house disquiet spirits denied their final rest. With every step up its creaking stairs, your sense of foreboding grows until you are all but numbed to its pall. Tiny gargles the size of imps grin down from the perches on either side of the entrance, their blank, chipped stone eyes mocking your anxiety. This apprehension is aggravated by the door swinging open on rasping hinges as you reach the top step. Entering the main hall, the massive wooden chandelier hanging over the center of the great hall swings gently on its thick iron chain, but the shadows cast by its flickering lamplight appear to move at lightning speeds. Twisting at the periphery of your vision, ornate gilded frames contain more than a dozen paintings both portraits and features, though the light casts a sinister bent on each depiction, and the eyes of each person and animal within the paintings are definitely following you, as are those of the grinning gargoyle heads that cap each banister of the large staircase. As you reach the top of the stairs and enter the master suite, the old wooden floor squeaks weakly with each step. The rafters high above and the walls eke out of their own pained sounds as you breach the space not meant for you. You hear other things. Hushed whispers, tinged with anger, a child's mirthful laugh, a shriek. A wind akin to a death rattle floats through the home 
like a specter swinging open old doors. As you can see, creating that sense of anticipation and foreboding is done through your description, and you can use Describe to help you with that. Now, they offer free accounts, and uh, there's a lot of good scenes that are available within the free accounts, but to get access to some of the more unique scenes and as well as the uh, Sonic Library, which has thousands of sounds, music, uh, scene-specific sounds that go with, like in this particular case, the haunted house, uh, the music that I used uh, during that uh, was from Describe. Uh, to get access to all those, you would need a uh, paid account. And so there is a coupon code for 10% off your first purchased subscription. Uh, and that would be just GMA, all capital letters. You can put that in at checkout for your 10% off, as well as you can just go ahead and click the link in the description to get access as well. I feel like Describe really helps me out when it comes to being able to um, allocate my time in a way where I can be effective and efficient. And I think that they'd be exceptionally beneficial for you as well. So like I said, feel free to use the coupon code or go ahead and click the click through link to get your 10% off on your first purchase. Thanks again, Describe. And now let's figure out the rest of the story for our ghosts. I think initially when the party enters the haunted house, the shadows are going to do everything that they can to try and get into the actual shadows of the party members. And uh, with the amorphous uh, ability, they're able to kind of slide through cracks and things along those lines. And so if they get discovered, I think it's relatively simple that they're able to you know, push themselves through the ceiling or through the wall or wherever it is that you're trying to guide the party to find the specters. But uh, I like the idea of having these shadows just hide in the party's shadow and just kind of follow them around for a while. And maybe they are giggling like kids. Um, you know, the way I had envisioned this is maybe that the shadows, there's two of them, uh, maybe that they are the lost souls of the children that used to live in this haunted house. And so they giggle and whisper back and forth. And um, you can do something that's similar to like, gibbering mouthers where the party members have to make wisdom saves to recognize that the voices they're hearing aren't actually each other and that can add an additional element that there's these voices following them around that they're not able to find but moving on we have the shadows hidden within the shadows of the party members which would probably be coming in have very dim light maybe torches some of them are using dark vision and as they progress to the location that you're trying to get them to go to, in my particular instance, uh, we were talking about the master suite for this particular house. And that is where we would find our specters, who, if we're going to go with the same story here, are the parents to the little children shadows that have been running around. Now, with the ability to phase themselves through walls, it is entirely possible before they get to the master bedroom that you have your shadows phase through the floor and make an attack on somebody and then phase back up through the floor so that way they cannot be targeted. Uh, it might feel a little cheap, but the idea here is, especially with the ability to spread around your attacks, is you want this to 
feel and have this moment of, oh my gosh, I just lost not only 10 hit points, but I also had my maximum hit points reduced by 10. It is always unnerving for a party when you cannot heal the damage away that you have done. And most people that are semi-quasi-veterans of D&D would recognize that if you've got your hit point max reduced to zero or your strength reduced to zero, your character will die. And so there's this anxiety that is built into this. Um, You've already established it's creepy and you've established that this uh, house is basically attacking its intruders. And now you're establishing that the consequences of that are potentially permanent and are definitely serious. So that's the encounter. But I would say that there's a way that they could get some additional information to tip the scales even further in their favor. Both of these enemies have sunlight sensitivity. Maybe there's a temple within this city that's the one that hired this party. And with a either a religion check within the house or maybe talking to the officials to gather additional information, that the temple officials are able to let them know that sunlight is going to be the biggest enemy of these uh, particular creatures. And we've already established that the shutters bang against the wall of the house as they come in. And so a character that goes to them and throws the windows open would bathe the master suite in sunlight, yielding disadvantage on all of the attacks for the creatures and preventing the shadows from being able to hide as a bonus action. And so that one act which you can foreshadow, can help provide additional uh, strategic points for that party. Now, if you have a bunch of characters in your party, more than five, let's say, uh, two specters and two shadows is going to be, relatively speaking, pretty trivial. Uh, One of the things that you can do is just add additional specters. You could upgrade the shadows themselves to specters, Uh, But the alternative is we could drop some of those shadows and put a ghost in. And the idea with the ghost is it's able to possess someone with a failed wisdom, uh, sorry, failed charisma save. And then you would basically steal a party member. You could steal the barbarian, for instance, and he gets the physical attributes and you can basically run around and have the barbarian attack the party who then has to basically knock him out to be able to get the ghost out of him. Now that's going to increase the difficulty pretty dramatically when you remove someone completely from combat. So it's definitely something I wouldn't do on a very small numbered party like four or five people, but if you've got six or seven, you know, eight people that are in your party, uh, adding that dynamic could keep things uh, as anxious as we want them to be. Not, oh my gosh, we're all going to die, but just uh, that that good level of anxiety about the characters and the consequences of their actions. So that's your, your scaling there. Um, if you don't want to commit that far into it, Uh, As far as going the the route of the ghost, you can drop the shadows and basically have it be two specters. So there's four total uh, to increase the difficulty a little bit, but not uh, make it as uh, intense as what that particular ghost would do. 
Uh, and then the last little bit I would say is the shadows reduce strength. So I wouldn't target a wizard with them because the wizard doesn't really get anything. You think, oh, well, the wizard's probably got the lowest strength, but he doesn't use his strength. So he doesn't, he probably doesn't care that you've reduced his strength by two or whatever. Whereas if you hit the barbarian or the fighter with the shadows and have strength reduction, not only does that reduce incoming damage, but it also is going to reduce the chance to hit. So that can make the, the uh, encounter a little bit more challenging with your correct placement of your attacks. And that is your Spooktober Combat Corner for the week. Thanks again to Describe, and as always, let's let the dice decide.